Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ayo, and I am still in Tulum. I want to just very quickly let you guys know I'm still in Tulum, and it's the hot season here because in this area of the world, there are three seasons rather than the four seasons. We're used to the four, not the music group, right? The four seasons. But no, in the US, we're used to, or in, I should say in temperate climates, we're used to four seasons, right? The four cycles, autumn, winter, spring, and summer. So there's that cycle, the solstices and the equinoxes. But in tropical climates, there's more of three seasons. And it's the dry season, hot season, wet season. And right now in Tulum, we're in that hot season. We're coming out of the dry season. We're in the hot season. And then we'll go into the wet season. But I'm not sure if I'm going to be here for that, brothers. And that's kind of a bummer. You know, it's bittersweet because of where I'm being called to. I'm being called to uh, mountainous places that have large bodies of fresh water. So lakes and mountains. It's strange. I'm not sure exactly where I'm going to be going or where I'm, I'm going to end up, but I, I have this calling to altitude like mountains where there's jungle still, where there's still some kind of jungle or forest, right? So there's going to be an altitude with uh, vegetation and then fresh water. So I'm not sure where, but th- those are the criteria. At least that's what's coming through from source or what I'm channeling or what I'm experiencing or what I'm feeling or whatever you guys want to talk about it. But it is a bit of a bummer because I do actually like, I love the wet season here in Tulum. I love the tropical rain. I love how things smell. I love the animals that come out. Yeah, there's a lot of insects. I mean, I'll admit it, like the mosquitoes and the tabanos come out, you know, the yellow flies, they come out and it's, you know, they're a bit of an annoyance, but so much life. I mean, that's what the water does, right? The water brings that that life and I just love it. So it's a bit of a bummer. I do love the wet season and I don't think I'll I'll be here for the wet season this year. Maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. Like I say, I'm beginning to get these messages of of moving on. And, and like I say, it has something to do with mountains and, and lakes, large bodies of fresh water. But today, brothers, I'm going to talk about probably the greatest alpha move ever. I tell the podcast the greatest alpha move ever because I really want you guys to listen to this. Really what this is, is this is kind of like the foundation of spiritual development. I mean, because you essentially become bulletproof by utilizing this tool or skill or or truth is what it is. Really what it is, is it is a, it is an alignment with the truth in such a way that you become invincible. And invincibility is a part of oneness. I don't know if that's obvious, but, you know, if we think about oneness, if we think about love in that unity, in that I am consciousness, then invincibility must be a part of that. There's nothing that would ever attack it, right? There's nothing other than it. <laughs> right? I get a little tongue twisted there sometimes, but there's nothing, anything other than the one. So how could that one ever be threatened? How could the one ever be in danger? So invincibility becomes a part of that. And this move, understanding this one principle, this one skill, this one technique, if you want to call it that, really makes you invincible. So it really aligns you with your truth. It really aligns you with your higher self, your alpha state, your oneness. So I call it the greatest alpha move ever. 
And it's as simple as this. Yes, it's simple. It's just so simple. <laughs> now, I didn't say easy because it requires practice, right? I'm going to give you some ways to practice it at the end of this episode, actually. Some very practical ways for you to begin utilizing this skill. But it's as simple as not getting offended. I know. It's so crazy, right? It's so simple. You're probably like, oh my gosh, did he just say that the greatest alpha move ever is to just not get offended? I did. That's it. I know. It's so simple and so obvious that it's almost a letdown when I say it, right? I say it, the greatest alpha move ever is to not get offended. You're like, oh, I thought it was going to be this magical, you know, sequence of words that will unlock this mystery that has been kept from humanity for all of time, right? And now here we get this greatest alpha move ever, but no, it's just as simple as not getting offended because that is the invincibility of being in the alpha state, is to not get offended. And you know what's so funny is, you know, children understand this. You know, this is something that children understand. It's something that we actually, as children, we begin to learn, we begin to understand, we begin to play with. We play with this idea with each other, you know, as kids. And I think more adults should take on some of these things The kids. I remember saying things like sticks and stones, right? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me, right? It's impervious to this offense because, you look, it's just words, right? We're talking about words. <laughs> and what do we say? Like, what are words? I don't want to repeat last week's episode, but what are words? Words are symbols. They're symbols of ideas. They're sounds that we make to represent the ideas in our head, right? That's what words are. That's what language is. It's ideas. They're symbols of ideas, whether it's written or whether it's spoken. And so really just words are representatives or symbols of ideas. Can ideas hurt you? No ideas can't hurt you, right? Manifestations of ideas can hurt you, right? Bombs, guns, right? Sticks, stones. These are manifestations of ideas, but words, symbols of ideas, they cannot hurt you. They cannot hurt us. But we get so offended by this, right? We get so offended. And the fascinating thing about this offense is it creates a division, which ultimately leads to greater conflict. You know, there's this idea that may be perpetrating around in, in society that says, I don't want to say it's not okay to be offended, because of course everything is okay, but there's almost like this drive to be offended, like you should be offended by things. Like go out there and be offended, get offended. And they call that waking up. They say the more offended you are, the more you're waking up. Well, <laughs> Maybe. We'll get to that, right? We'll get to that. But the idea here is to get offended is almost like to say, well, I'm driving into this illusion that other people can in some way determine how I feel so, or, or think, right? Think and feel because that's really what it comes down to when I get offended. What you're saying is triggering thoughts in my mind, creating feelings in my body. And because I don't want these thoughts and these feelings, you need to stop saying that, right? That's what you're saying when we're saying we're offended and they need to stop when we try to stop somebody from saying something. We don't take responsibility for our thoughts. <laughs> we make the other person take responsibility for our thoughts and then we try to silence them, right? That's what we do. We get offended and it's so wild, right? It's so wild. It's such a representation of the beta condition, such a representation of the not self because it creates more of the conflict that's caused by the illusion itself. So yes, the greatest alpha move ever. I know, it's simple. So simple. Don't get offended. Don't get offended, brother. Somebody says something about you, just tell them back. 
sticks and stones, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones. Words never hurt me. Or another one of my favorites, I'm rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you, right? I like that one too. Because really what we're talking about here is, again, we're talking about the three positions. If you guys remember the three positions of vibration, we have the low position of vibration, the low vibration, which is the victim mentality, which is that survival. And that's the separation. That's where we really get into the ego. We really get into the beta condition. We really get into separation. Then there's the mid position that is kind of the completion of the duality with the low position. So it's the high vibration that exists within that duality, even though it's the middle vibration of the three. And... It's service. It's the letting go. It's the letting go of, oh, this is offensive. Oh, I'm a victim of this. And it becomes a service, right? And then the superposition, the highest vibration is that movement into truth. It's the movement into one and totality and, and, and I am consciousness, I am presence and so on. So if we look at it in terms of the three vibrations, the three positions of vibration, then yes, that low vibration is I'm a victim. I'm offended by this. I'm a victim of your sounds. <laughs> I know when we say it like that, it becomes so silly. Doesn't it, Blood? Like when you think about it, when you really think about it and think about it that way, it's like I was offended by this because of these sounds that you made. And people say that about music too. It's funny, right? I'm not talking about the lyrics of music. I'm talking about sounds. They say that sound is offensive or that smell is offensive, right? What does that mean? What does that even mean? that in some way offends you, that you shouldn't be hearing it, right? It's so wild that you're the victim of it. It's the emotional abdication. It's like, I'm not in control of how I feel. I'm not in control of this. I didn't choose this to be offended state of being. You thrust it upon me with whatever it is you said or the sounds that I'm hearing or the smells that I'm smelling, right? So it, it, again, it's that abdication. That's why it's the victim mentality. Because you say, oh, I, I can't, control this experience. This experience isn't within my control. This experience has everything to do with what's outside of me. And that's what's in control. So then I have to blame and I have to change and I have to control. Right? And that's the low position. That's the low vibration. Now the mid position, we move up into service. Then we get into a couple of principles that you guys have already been introduced to, but I'm going to remind you here on this podcast. And if you've been practicing these, and I think you'll understand very quickly the duality, you'll understand very quickly the duality between being in the victim mentality of being offended to being in the service mentality. You're working in your gift of a higher vibration of really recognizing that it isn't about you at all anyway. And that's where we get into the inversion principle, right? The inversion principle and the mirror principle. The mirror principle as well, because that's going to be the bridge into that higher, the highest position, the superposition. Right, so we, but we begin with the inversion principle because that's really where we think or that's where we move. We transmute the low vibration of offense where we think it's coming from this other person. This other person is offending. They have offended me, right? I am the victim, right? They've done something to me. There's that, those words again, right? It's happening to me. And when we transmute that, we move that up into the inversion principle, we realize that, and the inversion principle just remind you, brothers, the inversion principle is... That what other people say about us tells us nothing about us and everything about them. Right? Now, that's not to say don't accept feedback from friends. You can certainly listen to people, but just don't be influenced. Like what they say, what they're saying is coming from their model of alignment. Right? You can listen through a circumstance. You can hear what and put, put what they say in the sea line. Then you can have your purposeful, intentful, conscious thoughts about it. So you can certainly hear and listen. To people. I'm not saying like just reject all feedback, but what I'm saying is that when people blame, when people say things, when they attack, when they 
are in that state of, of being where there's fear, when the fear's in the F line, or some derivative of fear, some hate or some anger, some frustration, some worry, some doubt, some anxiety even. In the A line, what's coming from them isn't about you. That's the inversion principle. That's usually where we take offense, right? Where somebody's saying something, somebody may be blaming us or saying something about something that we have connection with. Again, it's, we take it personally. And then with the inversion principle, it's not about us. We break that connection. We break that personal connection where we're no longer taking offense because it's not about us, right? It's not about the identity, the story we tell ourselves about ourselves, <laughs> which is an important way of understanding how we understand the self because it's going to come back later on in the podcast. I want you guys to understand that who you think you are is really just a story you tell yourself about yourself. And when that gets offended, then we, you know, we feel that offense, but we know it's not about that. That thing, that identity wasn't the one that's attacked. What's really happening is that this person is telling us so much about themselves that's when we start to raise that vibration. We realize, oh, this is not about us, this is about this person. And then we can slide, if we choose to, into curiosity, into compassion, understanding, diplomacy, some of these higher vibrations, some of these higher vibrations that allow for connection and unity and really service. It becomes service because we're not taking it on in that offense, right? We're not taking it on and then defending, right? denying, rejecting, attacking. We're not creating a division. We're working to create a union through understanding and diplomacy because we know through the inversion principle, it's not about us anyway. That's the first step in raising the vibration. The next step in raising the vibration is moving into the mirror principle. And I want you guys to understand this as well because remember the mirror principle is, is what we think about the world, what we think about other people tells us nothing about them or it. It doesn't tell us anything about other people or the world. It tells us about us. And that's why as we move from the inversion principle to the mirror principle, we're still in that moderate vibration. Remember, these three positions are just arbitrary positions on a wave. Right? It's a wave of vibration. Okay, so... As we move up the wave, we're moving up from the inversion principle, and then we begin to recognize the mirror principle as well, where if we are offended, then amazing, wonderful. That's the beauty of the agitation. That's the beauty of the rub. I think it was Rumi, again, I think I'm quoting Rumi again. I think it was Rumi that said, how do we expect to polish the mirror of our hearts without rubbing it, without it getting rubbed once in a while? Let me see if I can say that again, because I'm quoting this from my memory. It, how do we expect to polish the mirror of our hearts without expecting it to be rubbed once in a while? And that's what we feel when we feel offended. It's our heart getting rubbed, right? It's our ego getting, ugh, right? So that little agitation says, ugh, like, hold on a second. Like, what is going on here? Like, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel right. It feels icky, right? It's some kind of derivative of not love. It's some kind of derivative of not connection. Some kind of derivative of I'm being attacked, right? There's something wrong with me. This person's saying that there's something wrong with me, and I'm feeling that. I'm kind of feeling that, oh, because I'm thinking it, right? I'm agreeing to it. I'm connecting with it. And the beauty of the mirror principle, and that's why it's even higher in the vibrations, because it allows for that agitation to occur and allows us to go in and determine what is in that thought line. What is in the thought line that's creating this feeling of offended, I'm offended. This is where we just begin to do that work, brothers, the work of the thought downloads, the work of the models of alignment, because we know that what the thought line is, then we can begin to unravel that karma and choose the new thoughts that serve us at a higher capacity, at a higher vibration. 
<laughs> Whatever that means to you, right? It's going to be some derivative. I call it love, right? It could, it's going to be some derivative of that because that is always going to be a higher vibration. It's always going to be in an act of service, an act of giving, and not necessarily giving through physical service, but giving through vibrational service, energetic service. Because when we're in those states, what are we doing? We're, we're, or I should say, maybe what are we not doing, right? What we're not doing is creating more conflict by saying, I'm offended, you offended me, you need to stop doing that. And we try to control the other person. What happens when we try to control? What happens when people try to control us? There's more conflict, more agitation, more divisiveness. Right? So with both the inversion principle and the mirror principle, we're moving up that wave, we're raising our vibration, and we're moving, like I say, more deeply into that true nature, our true self, the alpha state. Because in the inversion principle, we know, hey, like this person, whatever it is they're saying, whatever it is that we've taken as offensive, right? They are expressing their conditioning, right? And that conditioning, that can be nasty, right? It can be some nasty stuff. So they have within them some, some junk. And yes, I'm using very subjective words because I, I want you guys to understand this. It's all neutral, right? But to understand that, understand that if somebody's going to be saying these things, it's about them, not about you. When you move higher up the wave in the vibration and you get into that mirror, the reason why you're offended is the gift that was given to you in that moment. Which again, I say is the higher vibration because in the victim mentality, you think it's an attack, it's an assailant, like the universe is attacking you through this person who's offending you. With that higher vibration, the mirror principle, you realize that the universe is giving to you, is showing you, revealing to you, teaching you. And again, it's happening through this person, right? So it's the exact same circumstance. And that's why the movement here up this wave of these positions is really a movement frameworked by the models of alignment, the unintentional model of alignment being I'm offended, and the unintentional model, or the, then the intentional model of alignment being I'm grateful, right? I'm grateful for what just happened because it showed me that I have this thought that is not true. Because quite frankly, when you begin to really let go of these thoughts, the truth of it is, brother, <laughs> this is the magic of cognitive mastery, really, because the, the end result is... You just don't get offended anymore. There's nothing that offends you. There's nothing that offends you because of the inversion principle and the mirror principle. The mirror principles help you clean out all of that junk, all of that stuff, all of those not self thoughts. And the inversion principle helps you realize, ah, it's, you know, it's, hey, they're not even talking about me. They're not talking about me. They're expressing their own feelings. They just happen to be projecting it outward, making it appear as though that's the mirror. <laughs> that's their mirror in that case. But, those, but again, brothers, those are the two positions, right? Now, the high position, and that, that alone, I want to kind of maybe even leave you guys with that because we are at the 20 minutes, but I'm not going to. I'm going to offer it. But the reason why we kind of leave you with that is because that superposition is quite a bit esoteric. It does take us quite a, quite a bit deeper because it is all that spiritual work. It's all that very deep ego death work. Because in the superposition, like what is offended? Let's, really, let's be honest here. Let's, like really, let's really investigate this. When you say, I am offended, <laughs> that offends me. Who? Who's me? What's I? It's your ego that's offended. That's what's offended. It's the identity, right? It's the story that you tell yourself about yourself. That's what becomes offended. It's not really you. The real you can't be offended. In fact, the real you is listening to you because the real you is the energy of oneness, right? So it's the ego. It's the not-self. It's the false identity. It's the story. 
It's sitting in a file cabinet somewhere in a county office that you were born in, right? Because it's just a birth certificate that has letters on it. That's what your identity is. That's what Kevin is, right? You think about, like, you know, Kevin Ayo. Kevin Ayo is on a piece of paper somewhere in Anchorage, Alaska, sitting in the county records, right? Because it's an idea. The moment I was born is Kevin, boom, stamped. Here's the label. Here's the thing. This is the identity. This is what you are. Now I'm known as this. And Kevin can be offended because Kevin is an accumulation of likes and dislikes, you know, of rights and wrongs, of education and knowledge and conditioning. That's what Kevin is. It's this accumulation of, of information. And that can be offended because it can offend whatever it is that conditioning is. It can offend whatever it is that accumulation of knowledge is. But that's not who I am. So I am not offended. It's not the me that's offended. It's the ego. It's the ephemeral self. It's the not self, right? I mean, again, consider it, brothers. The only place the story that you have about who you are exists is in your mind. <laughs> that might blow your mind because every person you know carries with them a different story about who they think you are. That's why you have different relationships. Different relationships aren't because of different people. They're because of different stories. And those stories are through the conditioning of those individuals. And every single one of those individuals, the way they view you through their conditioning and through the, what they see you do, again, through their conditioning, through their thoughts, is going to create the story they have about who you are. And just like every single story is different for every single person, the story you have about who you are only exists in your mind. It's just as much of an illusion as every one of the stories that's carried around in every other one of the beings that you know. That's the truth. None of it is real. And so there's nothing that can be offended. There's no thing. There's no actual real entity that could be offended. The identity, the ego, is not a real thing. It's a construct. It's an illusion. It's an accumulation of data. <laughs> it's like saying this profit and loss statement is offended, right? Because it's an accumulation of data. It's just a bunch of information. It's like saying this book is offended. This encyclopedia is offended, right? Essentially what we are, we're encyclopedias. We're encyclopedias of the information that we've accumulated over our lifetime. That's our conditioning. And then to say that that, that entity, that accumulation, that's offended. It's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. But that's the world. Like that's the illusion that we live in. That's the depth. That's the depth of how asleep human beings are, brother that they're so connected with their identity that they begin to feel as though that identity can be offended and create conflict with themselves, the mirror, the beauty of who they are in another being. It's wild. It's a wild thing. But that's the superposition, right? That's the highest position to really recognize that there's no such thing as offense, <laughs> right? It's just impossible. You can't be offended because there's nothing to receive the state of offense. There's no duality. There's only one. There's no two. There's no offender and offendee. There's nothing that can be, you understand? That's the high vibration. That's the supervision, superposition. That's the ego death, essentially. That's the oneness. So brothers, how do we do this, right? Like, I want to give you something that you can practically work on this with and really just to begin with it, just work on the inversion principle, right? Because that's the first step. If you are somebody who gets angry a lot, gets offended a lot, that thinks that people are attacking you or, and I say a lot, again, that's subjective. If, if this ever occurs to you, if this ever happens to you, 
Whether it happens once a day or once a week or once a year, it doesn't matter when this happens to you. If it happens to you, <laughs> maybe it doesn't happen to you, right? Like maybe you don't, maybe never, maybe like, oh, nothing offends me, coach. Like nothing at all. It's like, okay, perfect. Well, good for you. I'm happy for you. I mean, that's a beautifully blessed life. I mean, that's exactly what we're aiming at, right? And that's what I'm saying. That's why it's the greatest alpha move ever. It's the greatest alpha move ever because you can be exactly who you choose without fear of judgment, without fear of being offended, right? Because that's what offense is. Offense is somebody else's thought, somebody else's judgment. So here's what you do. First of all, go into the relationship with the intention. So if you, if you feel this, like I say, that's why I started with this idea that it happens to you often. If it does happen to you often, if you feel like, man, like this person is, or this, especially if it's a, coming from a certain person or a certain group of people or in a certain space or a certain environment, if it just happens, if it just occurs in your life, and for some people it does occur more often than other people, and it's a part of the energetic blueprint of why you're here. You're here to witness that. You're here to experience that and transmute that energy. So that's what we call dharma, right? So we call dharma. It's what we call karma and so on. But I'm not going to get into that. If it does happen in your life, then begin to go into the relationship with intention. And again, this is why we do the models of alignment. Okay, brothers? When I say go into the relationship with intention, go into the relationship practicing a thought. What do you want to believe about this relationship? What do you want to feel in this relationship? Do you want to feel offended? Like, that's the first thing. Do you want to feel it? Do you want to feel offended? Does it become an indulgent emotion? Does it become an emotion where it's almost like you're indulging in that victim mentality, where it's, that is a part now of your beta condition. It's a part now of your identity. So ask yourself that. Number one, <laughs> do you want to feel it? Right? Is it indulgent? Is it serving you? Right? Look at the R line. What's happening for you in your life? What's going on as you feel this? What are your actions? What are your results? When the F line is, I'm offended. And then do an intentional model. Do an intentional model. With that intentional model, carry that intentional model into the relationship. Okay, this is future-focused thinking. You're prepared to go into this place where you want to react from the beta condition, from the subconscious, from the unconscious, right? The trigger is, you know, your routine, your behavioral pattern is to react because of the thought pattern. Your behavioral pattern is to react to some offense. So take this intention, this consciousness into the relationship. That's number one. That's where you begin and you do your intentional model of alignment for that. Number two is to take it slow. Once you're in the moment, once you're in the relationship, take it slow, pause often, check in with yourself, check in with your intention, listen to your body and feel what's going on. Pause, listen, feel, pause, listen, feel. You know, pause again, check in with your intention. What's going on? Remember your intentional thought. Because look, brother, it's not like you're going to magically do the model of alignment and then these people are going to stop saying what they're saying, right? They're, they're not. They're going to keep saying what they say. But the C line doesn't need to change. That's what I'm saying. That's what we've always said. The C line is neutral. These people don't need to change. They need to just express whatever energy, get out whatever energy they need to get out. You know, that's, that's their thing. That's their journey. That's their model of alignment. Like I say, that's the inversion principle. That's what's happening for them. So they don't need to change and they won't change just because you prepare and check the model of alignment. So know going in that, yeah, you're going to get offended. That's your reaction. That's what you're used to. That's what's familiar. So your brain's going to trigger and it's going to trigger your unintentional thoughts. So pause, check in. Pause and remember. Pause and remember your intention. It's an active meditation. It's a living meditation. You become very, very conscious in these moments. 
You know, we do this in our calendaring as well. We do this in our focus time. You become very hyper-conscious, hyper-focused about your intention. That's a part of that new motivational triad. If you guys remember from the earlier podcast episodes, the motivational triad of the human brain, of all brain, is to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and to conserve energy, right? To minimize metabolic output. Well, the motivational triad we use from the alpha state is to seek real pleasure, right? Not false pleasure. To to not avoid pain, right? To not avoid pain, but to recognize that it's a part of our growth, it's part of our journey, and then to maximize, and this is what my point of, remember, reminding you guys about this, but to maximize output intentfully, specifically at those moments that we're aiming to see changes in our results. So when you know you're going in and you've set up your model of alignment, then it's time to practice that check-in, pause, pause and check-in. What is my intentional thought? Listen to your body. Listen to the vibration. Feel the vibration because you're going to get triggered. You're going to feel offended. What does it feel like, right? Feel that. It's how you begin to allow the emotion. You allow the vibration while at the same time you practice the intentional thought. And then the third thing I want to say to you brothers before concluding this podcast episode is you can't make a mistake. You can't do it wrong. That's the most important thing for you guys to know. You can't do it wrong. You can't fail. You can only learn. You cannot fail, no matter what happens. Even if you do react, <laughs> right? Even if you do like fall into your old behavioral pattern and you react and you say, I'm offended and you make this person like apologize or tell them to be quiet or tell them they can't talk like that or whatever it is you do, like whatever it is you do to try to control your external circumstance because you have that difficulty controlling your internal circumstance, right? Whatever it is, whatever happens in that low vibration, you can't make a mistake. It's all good, brother. It happens. That's a part of the human experience for you to see it. It's a part of you seeing it. It's part of you experiencing that so you know it. You can say, that's the reaction. That's what happens when we connect with this identity, when we connect with this ego. It doesn't mean you did something wrong. It doesn't mean you did something bad. It doesn't mean you made a mistake. It means that unfolded. In that moment, it unfolded exactly the way it was supposed to. And brother, we don't know why it was supposed to. Maybe it was for you. Maybe it was for the other people that were there. And I believe it was for both. It was for you and for them. They had to see something in that moment and you had to experience something in that moment and it's all good. Everything's all good. Everything's always perfect. So you can't make a mistake. Don't beat yourself up. Whatever happens, stay in that consciousness. Stay in that intentional consciousness of what I'm doing here is is observing my change, observing my shift, observing the removal of what isn't me so I can live through the purity of light, the purity of love that I am. And that's the greatest alpha move ever, to just not get offended, because that is tearing down all the walls. You know, we think that being offended, we have to put up these barriers, and these barriers are like these, these important things that protect us, but they're not protecting us, brothers. They're dividing us. They're dividing us. We don't need barriers. We don't need barriers. What we need is to just know that we're one, that everything is good. But... Take it slow. <laughs> you know, don't just jump into that, right? Allow yourself the slow rays of vibration. Allow yourself this cognitive, this work, this skill of cognitive mastery and simply move from I'm offended to the inversion principle. It's not about me. It's about them. And that's okay. Like they're just, they're going through, they're expressing, they're handling whatever it is that's going on. This is happening for me as well. It's happening for them. It's happening for you. And then if you got that, if you've gotten that far, if you can see that, then you can move into the mirror principles like, okay, so why am I experiencing this then? 
Yes, it's, it's coming from them. It's not about me, but it's still for me. And why am I experiencing this? That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing for me to experience this. Why? In what way? You know, because it is neutral. Understand it is neutral. It's not good or bad. It's not beautiful or ugly. Right? It just is. And when you take it on as that gift, then you start to see the truth of the unfolding. You start to see the perfection of why everything is moving towards love, of why everything already exists in oneness. And you can't make a mistake. You can't make a mistake, blood. Like, you're perfect. Everything is unfolding in such perfection, in such unity, in such universal love. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I love it, and I love you guys. And until next week, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.